Today is Tuesday, February 16th. Decky Crypto, how are we? You're living the dream, Andy Mustard. I didn't realize mustard was a new flavor for you, but you're looking like a snack yet again. Hey, I appreciate that. We got a big episode today, man. Chopping out some pop culture, something that we rarely do. We, we rarely jump on trends. We just usually have a guest on and, you know, stick to back pocket corporate things. But, you know, stocks are a big talk right now. So we decided to jump on that train. Yeah, let's, uh, we're definitely, I love how you just said we're pop, we're heading into pop culture when we're talking about stocks. Cause like, this is the first time ever where stocks are actually pop culture, um, or a part of pop culture with the recent GameStop news and, uh, with Robin Hood and everything else going on. And I think you and I both hands raised, like not stonks or portfolio guys to begin with. Can we say that? We can absolutely say that. I think the only person we've talked to about stocks was remember uh, the fullback uh, early days, like Matt uh, Berg, I think it was. Matt Wagner. Matt Wagner. Yes. I think he has something to do with having a portfolio or whatnot, but I don't know if we've ever talked stocks on the show. Um, yeah, we've never talked stocks on the show, but I think to your point, I think we've had a lot of people on the show who have portfolios. Right. That's a great point. So something to be said about that. You know, it's always been lingering, I guess, in our, in our back pockets, but yes, you're right. Um, we are not personally stonks guys. And, uh, but what we're trying to do here with the recent uh, normalization and popularity of the stonks is to uh, kind of just get an idea of like what they are, how can we utilize them? Um, how could we, like, how do we start a portfolio? Is crypto worth it? You know, all these different random questions. Um, we want to kind of draw out some answers. So I think, yeah, to your point, this is a, a very, di- I wouldn't say it's a different podcast, but it still applies to, hey, we're trying to provide something for your back pocket, which is uh, what is crypto and what's the importance of having a stocks portfolio. Exactly. Like you're going to walk away from this podcast and you're probably going to be talking to every single person saying, hey, I'm a venture capitalist now. Um, my my expertise is through the roof. You need advice. You talk to me. Like th- this is, you're, you're coming in at the same level as us just knuckleheads, no knowledge whatsoever, but you're going to walk away feeling like you're on the top of the world. You're going to be ready to be a venture capitalist. Yeah. I think, and I also want to say there's probably uh, a bunch of people listening right now, millions of people listening right now that uh, probably know a lot more about stocks than we do. And for us to even start talking about it and what we're in our language is probably even hysterical to begin with, Uh, but bear with us. So um, yeah, we're going to have our buddy, our good old buddy, uh, Devin Winter, uh, joined the show. Kids, uh, what's the name of his? Is it six four or something? You got to help me out with what, yeah, what the it? six four, the six four. Okay, and what is it exactly? Um, he got together a bunch of guys uh, and gals that are looking to gain more knowledge in stocks, and it's a community where people, um, it's a single platform where people hop on and chat about how to um, improve your portfolio. And Devin is the founder of it, he's the lead. And you can apply going to his Instagram, the sixth floor. And if you want to be a part of this community where people are helping each other out, trying to figure out, you know, small wins, big wins, uh, and everything in between. If you're a rookie, if you're a, an, uh, a savvy vet, you want to be a part of this crew because they're just uh, capturing what's happening and it's open communication. Everyone's trying to help each other out. Right. Exactly. So yeah, we're going to have him on uh, the show today to, to kind of discuss and uh, get as much information for our back pocket as possible. Um, 
What's going to be fun about this episode that also makes it unique is we're returning to something that we haven't done in a quite a while, which is record content with Andrew and I after the interview. So stick around after the interview for a little back end show uh, between Andrew and myself reflecting on the interview itself, um, diving into a little bit more stonks territory. Um, I'm wearing this hat for a reason. All people who have good portfolios usually wear one of these hats. Um, you know, I, I think it just makes me look a little bit smarter about money. Who's to say? Yeah, I mean, stick around to the back end show. We always welcome our marketing interns to the back end show. Those are the grinders. Those are the people that are sticking true to us. Um, and we're happy about all the uh, the marketing interns that make it to the back end show. But before we get to our guest with Devin Winter, um, I want to continue to let you guys know we are a podcast production company. Good if you, point. yep, if you're looking for Great for point. your podcast to be scaled, you come to us. We have been doing it now for four years. February fourteenth, twenty seventeen was when we launched this podcast. It is now four years later and two days. It's an incredible achievement in itself, but through that four years, we've just gained some sweet knowledge to help you do what you want to do and scale your voice. Yeah. Wait, is this podcast going to be released on the 16th? Uh, yes. Wow. Sick. Happy birthday brag to myself. We also probably touch on that on the back end stuff. Hey, happy birthday, dude. Hey, thanks. Holy That's shit. too funny. And we yeah. also want to let you guys know about the date night podcast. Yes. Yeah. So I'll take that. Um, so date night podcast, we've done now five or six of them. We now just, we finally kicked it back off with all the COVID restrictions. Um, but we are back live at first draft, uh, in Minneapolis, uh, be on the lookout, follow at, uh, the, the underscore DNP, uh, that stands for date night podcast. Hit us up. If you want to join, it essentially is a uh, recording a podcast with a significant other, uh, a, da- a date or going in blind. We're going to try something new here uh, with our newest revision called the Kings and Queens. Uh, we will be booking specific people uh, as a king or as a queen for people to speed date with those people. Um, you want to fill in on more detail on that, Andy? Yeah. So if you're a king and you're a straight king, we'll line up three girls for you. And uh, it's going to be a speed dating round, 15, 20 minutes. We're going to have a sweet formula behind it. And the king at the end will ask one of the ladies to come back on and ask him for a second date. Um, but feel, hey, don't, don't be uh, ashamed if you don't get picked. Because if you put on a show and you don't get picked, we'll have you back on as a queen and, uh, and you know, line you up with three guys. So fill out the entry. Go to the DNP, uh, the underscore DNP uh, Instagram handle and the links in the bio for you to sign up. Uh, we're stoked about it, and this is we're we're literally be building the next bachelor here in Minneapolis, which is the dopest thing. There's a lot of buzz happening. Yes, uh, it's definitely one of our more uh, unique ideas we've come up with uh, in terms of a podcast and an experience, and uh, we're just excited to freaking launch this thing. And we're getting better each week. I think the content it has climbed each week, um, and now this super this idea with the kings and queens, I cannot wait. So. Uh, be on the lookout of who these potential kings or queens will be. And if you want to go on dates with them, uh, we, you can book or sign up, nominate yourself or someone else uh, to go on the show uh, in the link of this very podcast. Hey, that's enough about us. I say we trap the puck and let's transition to our man, Devin Winter, coming on the show to talk about crypto and stonks. All right, Devin, how are you, man? We got the, the owner and founder of Into Motion Media and 6-4 Trading. How are you, man? 
Doing good, doing good. Out here in Tulum for the week, just kicking it. Um, working out here for the week, but super grateful to kind of hop on the podcast tonight. I'm a huge fan of everything uh, that, that you guys do. So I'm just pumped to be here. Sweet, dude. It was uh, a pleasure meeting you uh, when we were actually on the formerly no- named Evernorth podcast with your roommate, Austin. Uh, I was just blown away um, by, you know, all your work in video and uh, photography. Uh, and also your LinkedIn game was strong uh, in all of 2020. So I just got to give you some credit there. I appreciate that. Yeah, I've fallen off on LinkedIn recently. I, I used to post on there like twice a day and drive so many leads through there. Um, but honestly, I've had so many leads now that I, I, I kind of ran out of time to put as much time, effort into LinkedIn, but still a huge fan, very bullish on LinkedIn. That's incredible, man. LinkedIn is a funny game. I mean, you, you have to be a little bit different because everyone's so uh, cookie cutter on there that if you just mm-hmm. like present yourself through with personality, man, you stand out and you're exactly right. Like leads come in. Uh, Declan is also just hammers the LinkedIn uh, posts and nothing that he posts truly belongs on that platform. So it always like get, yep. catches in the algorithm and goes viral, which cracks me up. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what you have to do on LinkedIn. Like LinkedIn is so way too corporate, way too corporate and everything looks the same, honestly. And everyone just goes on there and we see, 50 auto sent messages and then a ton of BS posts of people lying about shit. So like when you post some like real stuff or some real life stuff on there, people like that. So I kind of went the same route as Declan on LinkedIn and just started posting like normal shit, like my actual life, not just, uh, I was just trying to sell people stuff. You know what I mean? So and that's not even tell you got a promotion, right? Like that's all you see on there. I got promoted and I'm trying to tell you something. Absolutely. So I also got to uh, commend you, man. I mean, if you're, you're, if you don't need to be on LinkedIn anymore to generate leads because you have too many leads, uh, it sounds like you're doing something right. Um, I also want to highlight the fact <laughs> that you didn't go to college, right? You kind of went right into the video creation and uh, um, you went into like the video creation game right away. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So I'm cool. oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I would just love to hear more about that, kind of give our listeners, our marketing interns, some background on just kind of your your come up here and what leads you here today. Definitely, yeah. So I started into promotion in high school, actually, like my senior year in high school. Um, And I was just grinding away at that, working as hard as I could. It, It blows my mind. At that time, I had to put in, you know, weeks and weeks of hard, hard work, trying nonstop just to land one client at the time. Um, and I actually went to college, I went to community college right out of high school and I lasted about two months in there and I was, it was not, not for me at all. Um, so I dropped out and I decided to just go all in on what I was doing. Um, and within about eight months, I took the leap and moved down to Minneapolis. Um, I'm from a small town, very small town, Becker, Minnesota. It's like an hour, hour and a half North of the twin cities there. And, uh, at the time I was maybe making like 800 bucks a month with video stuff. And for some reason I thought it'd be a good idea to move down to Minneapolis and do an apartment that costs like 1200 bucks a month. Um, I saved up like one month's worth of expenses. And I was like, if I can't figure out a way to pay next month's expenses with video, I'm going to have to do DoorDash or, or Uber Eats or something. So I basically put myself, I put my back against the wall and then I forced myself into a position where I have to create connections and drive leads somehow and 
really put myself out there to try to find clients um, in order to not work at Uber Eats, right? So like that was the, that was kind of the deal when I moved down. I'm like, I have one month's worth or else I have to go get this job. So what was that like, like early days, uh, putting all that pressure on yourself? Like, how were you feeling? Uh, was it as straightforward as you made it sound like you just held yourself accountable and did your work and then the leads started coming in or what was that process like? Yeah. So honestly, I'm a people person. Like I love meeting new people. That's what brings me energy. That's what excites me. So when I first moved down here, I literally went to, like, I knew no one down here. I moved down here alone. I literally knew zero people down here. And I went to every single event in Minneapolis. I went to, I went online. I'm like, what's going on in this city? Like what's happening here? And I went, I went to all these different events and these get togethers. Um, and I just started meeting people to be honest. And when I would meet these people, I would just like be super intrigued in what they were doing. Cause I was, I was, I mean, I was young. I'm still young and I'm super curious about what people are up to. And I would just dive into what it was they're doing. And in my head, I'm always like, I'm a problem solver. I love solving problems. So if I was talking to someone that like owned a business and they're maybe like bringing something up where they're dealing with this problem on a regular basis, like a specific problem, or they're struggling with something within their business, my head instantly like starts finding solutions for that problem. And I would on the spot at these different events, they'd like bring something up to me and I'd be like, Oh, we could do this. We could do that. We could create this video and this video and this video and this video. And that could solve that problem, save you a ton of time and money. Um, and at the end of the day, it's going to be great for both of us. And I would go into these events, not even necessarily trying to do that, but that's just what I'm good at. And um, it's what I enjoy to do. And it just worked out. It worked out really quick. I ended up landing a pretty big retainer client that first month I moved down to the cities. Love it, man. Congrats on that. And um, I, it sounds like you're a salesman. It sounds like uh, maybe you wouldn't go into Uber Eats if your back's up against the wall. I'd throw you into medical sales right away. I think you could sell the shit out of some good <laughs> medical supplies. Uh, yeah, I'll give you a shot at any. I'll, I'll let you sell anything for me, man. Uh, but that's cool, man. I, I, I sense a very similar, uh, very, something very similar in myself in terms of just like when you're listening to someone talk and you're truly listening and hearing what they're saying, like that's where my brain also turns and burns. Like what kind of things do, can I help them with? What kind of, um, value can I bring to the table? Um, all these different ideas of just like, uh, value add and, uh, trying to make these people feel like, Hey, they're doing something important and there's more to what they do than what even they're saying right now. So totally commend you on all of that stuff, man. One question that we typically ask at the end, but I think this always, uh, this kind of factors in now is like you're sitting there um, before you got that first big client uh, after the month and you move into North Loop, Minneapolis uh, and your, your back's up against the wall. What is in your back pocket to, uh, to kind of come out on top when you're in these high pressure, high anxious, high anxiety situations? What kind of mental attribute or something quirky that you rely on in yourself uh, to come out with a win? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would say the one thing that's always in my back pocket and it's been in my back pocket since day one is resilience and com com competitiveness. Like I, I will work as hard as I possibly can. I will not quit. I'll work from early mornings to late at night and I'll put in whatever I have to do to not fail. Like I just refuse because I, I always have a fear, right? I always have a fear of failing at something and then looking back and being like, I didn't give it my all. 
at that, right? Like it's fine to fail at things, but it's not fine to fail at things and not give it your all towards that thing. So I always have the fear of failing and then looking back and being like, I did not give it my all at this because at the end of the day, then you'll never know what would really happen if you did give it your all at that one. And also I'm just crazy competitive. Um, everyone that knows me personally knows this, but I, uh, I love competition and I love to win. Um, so if I see other people doing things out there, I see uh, competitors of mine doing this or that. Um, I'm like, I'm hungry. That makes me hungry. I love to just go out there and win. Um, and I love competition. So that definitely, definitely helps with the resilience side of things. So. That's phenomenal, dude. Stay resilient and stay on the path because, you know, many, the obstacle is the way is what we like to say. And just a million miles an hour through that obstacle. Oh man, that fires me off, Devin. Um, What are some (laughs) of the clients like right off the bat that like, say someone's listening to this podcast right now, what are the clients that you love working with that you find that you draw inspiration from? And it's like smooth sailing right away. um, And it's easy for you to, you know, plug, plug in place and use your creativity. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I've worked with about 110 different companies now, um, since I started this my senior year in high school. Um, so it's been about four years now and I will say there's no specific company that I really, where, where it stands out and like, I enjoy working with this industry or this type of company. It's more the type of content that we're creating. And the thing that fires me up and the thing where I get excited about is creating like solution based content for businesses. Um, a lot of times in the digital marketing space. So like businesses that are with the times as you would say, right? Like they're running tons of Facebook ads, digital marketing as a whole. Um, and I can go in and solve different problems they're, they're dealing with. Maybe their conversion rates, garbage, maybe it's even an internal problem or really any problem, but I love building out campaigns where we can do a one to two day shoot for this client. And we're going to come out of it with, you know, a whole wheelbarrow full of content that they're going to be able to use for the next month, two months, three months. And I just find way more value in that than doing one shoot and getting one video, right? One shoot, one video. Um, And like my whole mission is to make video easy to incorporate into marketing, right? Like when I first started this, I was asking my clients, I'm like, why don't you guys do more video? You know, the ROI is there, you know, this stuff works why are you doing more of it? And the answer was always, it's hard to incorporate. Like it's pain in the ass to incorporate into our marketing plan. They were like, it's not convenient. It takes so much of our time of the people that work for us internally. And it's just not, there's no simple way to do it. So when I started hearing this problem over and over again, I knew that was what I was out to solve. Um, So I put together a very solid system and process in which I work with my clients And because of this, I'm able to work with my clients way more often because we're more efficient. We don't waste their time. I'm able to bring on more clients because it's more efficient for my time. And I'm able to charge more for what I do because I am not stealing my client's time and wasting their time because it saves them time. A lot of time, my clients, their time is very valuable. So if I can figure out a way for them to buy back their time, like that's priceless, right? So genius way of looking at it is maximizing the quality of your performance and the quality of what you're providing to then turn and burn that for a higher price because time is like, and then relating that to time is money. I think the fact that you've already figured that out as a spry young 20, 22 year old, uh, it's freaking amazing, dude. Like I really commend you on all that where I want to go with this now 
is understanding like, okay, now we know we have, we know Devin, the video creator, but who is Devin um, as the stonks professional uh, or the guy who's bringing together a, a greater community uh, to understand uh, portfolio stonks, not stocks, stonks. Everyone knows that. Um, but I would love to hear <laughs> all about stonks, dude. And uh, I would just love to hear more about your company and your creation uh, around the community. Uh, that I don't know how, what, like I just, just dive in. I'd love to hear more about it, man. All right. So as far as the stock trading and investing side of things, um, it's actually a pretty crazy story of how I got into it. Um, I was 17 years old and I was watching YouTube one day and one of these dudes on YouTube I was watching, he collabed with this guy named Ricky Gutierrez, who's like a stock trader. Um, he makes a ton of YouTube videos, um, kind of educating people around the stock market and stuff. And this guy had like, I don't know, it was maybe like $5,000 cash. And the guy I was watching was like, yeah, this guy trades stocks and like resells cars and like does all this crazy stuff. And I was like, stocks. I'm like, what is that? I'm like, what is that? I'm like, I feel like I've maybe heard of that. I've watched and like some other investing movies and stuff. And I was like, what is like, honestly, what is this stuff? And there on out, dove into um literally every single one of these dudes video this dude's videos and uh and like was doing all i could to learn about like this new thing right so from there on out i watched maybe like six to eight hours of youtube videos a day about the stock market and keep in mind i was 17 i couldn't even legally buy a stock yet like i couldn't even buy a stock without signing up for a brokerage account under like my parents permission um so this was about three months before my 18th birthday Fast forward to my 18th birthday, I stayed up till midnight the night before my birthday, set up my brokerage account, went to bed, woke up the next morning, I was buying stocks in, in class in high school. I was so obsessed with it. I was diving into it. I was like, I'm going to buy this. I'm going to buy that. I was buying and selling in like wood tech class and English class. I remember the first day I came out of high school and made like $80 on a Tesla trade. And I was like, let's go. I just made $80 in school. Like it was mind blowing to me. Um, and from there I had a few winning days and I lost money for the next like five months. Um, and just like blew my account pretty much down to nothing. Right. And this happens to, I'm sure a lot of people watching the show who have gotten into day trading stuff, like you, it happens. Like you got to pay your tuition is what I always say. So from there, I basically quit for like, four or five months. And I'm like, I'm done with this. I'm taking a break. I just need, just need some time off. Like it's, this is stressful. I lost all my money. Um, I saved up some money, re, uh, re, um, funded my brokerage account around my 19th birthday. And I'm like, I'm going all in on this. And I purchased some education. I started doing everything I could to learn about the stock market. Again, diving in. That's the one thing with the stock market is you have to always be learning. I have to always pay because it's always changing refund I haven't really missed a market set I've, and uh yeah i just uh it's it's been super fascinating again like when i started back up i was still losing money though that's the thing like it takes years and years to build a skill and that's not something i realized early on i think uh i think when i first got started i literally thought within six months i was going to be a millionaire and i think that's what a lot of people think especially with like things like GameStop, AMC and all these and Dogecoin, all these hype, all this hype stuff going on. Um, people love the idea of 
making quick money. People don't even like the idea of making a lot of money. They love the idea of making a lot of money quickly. So when they see this stuff, they get very interested into it. And that's honestly why I was interested in it as well. But the problem is, is most people, they get into it, then they fail very quickly. And honestly, they quit within, you know, they quit within a few weeks when they lose a little money. Um, the, 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 fail, the fail rate with uh, trading is actually about 95 to 98% of day traders fail. Um, and this is strictly comes down to people don't like have the ability to like push through these hard times and continue on with it. And they just get over it so quickly. Like they, they lose a little money in one week and they're like, okay, I'm done with this. Like I'm over it. Um, so I, I lost money for years. Like, honestly, it took a long time for me to be consistently profitable. But when, when I was first, like first three years, first two to three years, keep my and I'm four, about almost four years in now, but the first like two years for sure, I would sit every single night for four, five, or six hours and just like learn, just learn about the markets. I was totally obsessed with it and I wanted to be successful at it because I've always loved the idea of finding out ways to make money with money. And I remember looking at, at these large companies. You see Apple, you see like Starbucks, you see Microsoft, you see these large companies, Amazon. And go back and look like, look 20 years back, 30 years back when your parents or my parents were our age, right? And I'm looking at these stocks back then. I'm like, if they would have just bought these stocks, they wouldn't even have to work right now. Like they'd be chilling. So I'm like, I saw the power in starting to invest early on because you're getting in at such a good time and you have such a long life ahead of you to allow these stocks to go up in value as long as you pick the right stocks, right? So I became super obsessed with this idea of figuring out ways to make money with money. Also trading, you can do it from anywhere. You just need a computer and you need the skill. Um, so that's how I got into it. And I'm going to cut you off here real quick. It's been one of a journey and it's challenging. Yep. Yeah. I, I'm sitting here and everything you said bums me out a bit because I was expecting to have you on the podcast. I put a hundred bucks in Robin hood the other day and I was like, all right, he's going to tell me exactly how to invest and I'm going to make a thousand dollars overnight. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. It's, it's, uh, I mean, I, I would love to just be one of those dudes, I guess that just comes on here and says, Hey, I can make you a millionaire overnight. But dude, that's like why like six floor trading. That's why I created six floor trading. It was because I'm so turned off by that. Like I want to create a place where we can be realistic about it. We can look long-term because quick money is scary money. You know what I mean? Like it's scary. Like we have to think with trading or with anything, you have to think 10 years down the road. You have to do stuff today that may not pay off for a few years, but you know, it's going to be worth it in those few years. Um, whenever you think something's going to happen overnight or within a week or within, within even a month, that's when you start making mistakes and you're going to treat the you're going to, you're going to treat the market like it's a casino and it's not a casino. It can be a casino if you play it like that. But at the end of the day, most of the time you're going to lose all your money if you play it like a casino. Yep. I have a personal experience with the casino of stonks. Uh, I, when I started a portfolio right when I was 18 as well, um, got, got hooked on it early and I had a good friend of mine, uh, whose dad was, you know, millionaire who like really knew the trick to the trade and had all these brokers working for him and he uh kind of took me under his wing and got me fired up about it so i like got to look at some of his portfolios uh of just kind of how his investors were working and i started my, my own little private portfolio so 
I, I, I invested right away. He told, he told me the same exact thing you did. Like, don't play the game of the casino, invest in companies that you think are going to do really well. A good way of telling that is like by their dividends each year. If they're offering a 7% dividend uh, after seven years, you're going to have 49%. And that's about, that's about doubling your money uh, from that, from your original uh, investment. And so I took that and kind of ran with it. Um, but when, right when I got to college, I started to bite the bullet a little bit. Um, and I, uh, played money with the, with penny weed, cannabis, penny stocks. And I lost about half of my portfolio doing that. And I haven't been back since until like pretty much just recently with the pop culture, with stonks popping off all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's scary. I mean, that's the thing is when we almost all get to a point where we take that big hit. Um, but the, the thing is, it's important to not let that pull you. Like, I don't want to scare anyone away from it. And I don't want people to get scared away from it just because of a loss. So that's where I, I always step in. And I say people need to start with a small account and focus on percentage gain, not dollar gain, or they need to start with paper trading, which is where you trade with fake money. Um, a lot of platforms offer this. I use TD thinkorswim. Uh, say that one more time. Literally trade with fake money, which is amazing because you're not risking any of your money. Uh, paper trading, or say that whole thing one more time. Uh, yeah. What What were the um, platforms Hello. that you use for paper trading? Uh, yeah. So the platform I use is TD Ameritrade Thinkorswim, and this is a very common platform that a lot of people use, and it's very uh, user friendly. Once you get it down, and it's also very professional. Um, it's not something like Robinhood where it's very gamified and stuff like that. This is a real platform that uh, traders use on a daily basis. So that's, that's a really good point you make though about like paper trading. I think the, the idea of learning for long-term I think is a good phrase that we can kind of stick with and understand that like, you know, these, this is a portfolio that's going to follow you for the rest of your life. Uh, when people talk about, uh, you know, pet, uh, penny trading or, or uh, even Bitcoin now, I, I like the idea of Bitcoin specific or Bitcoin or any kind of crypto for the idea that it's a different type of portfolio that has monetary value tied to it. It's, it's a crazy wild west game. The, the value of it is tied to uh, everybody who's involved. Um, I, that's about all I know about it. But before we get into that, I wanna just talk specifically about portfolios. So, you know, as people kind of our age who are uh, probably getting hit up by the people from Northwestern Mutual or all these different uh, financial advisors, like the first thing they want to do is, hey, let's start a portfolio and let's start investing. Um, when we talk about making money in, in the stock market or making money and in percentage increase on your portfolio, you know, we're talking about money, but then we're talking about, okay, what do you do with the money? And then uh, at the end of the day, like, when we make this money or when we have a percent increase in our portfolio, like when do we take it out, you know, and when do we actually employ this type of gain in our own life? Um, so I would like to kind of hear maybe your experience with um, pulling money out of your portfolio or utilizing the money in your portfolio um, and kind of maybe uh, industry standards or maybe uh, typical ways people use their money after making money in the stock market. Yeah, no, that's a really good question. So 
first thing I recommend to kind of everyone watching this is starting something called like a Roth IRA. Um, and these are great for, you can put up to, I think it's like $7,500 a year into this. And there's huge tax benefits to it. Um, and you don't have to pay, I'm pretty sure you don't have to pay short-term gains tax in it as well. So you can sell at any point and not have to worry about that short-term gains tax. So I highly recommend everyone starts a Roth IRA. And this is something you only put money into. And I, you can pull the money out, but I wouldn't recommend it. This is something you put money into every single month or every single year, and you don't take it out until you're retired. Um, and then as far as like trading for an income, I personally, one thing I really like to do because I love the market is, so I, I have many different styles of trading. I, I day trade, which is where, so let me break down like the different styles of trading for everyone. So there is um, scalping. Scalping is where you're in and out of a trade within minutes. You're in and out super quick. This is something I do every single morning. Then you have day trading. This is where you buy and sell a stock within the same 24 hour period, in the same day. You have swing trading. This is where you maybe hold a stock overnight or a few weeks or even a few months, right? And then you have long-term investing. This is where you're buying the company to truly invest into that company and hold it long-term term for a very long time. Maybe this company's paying out dividends, or maybe you're just looking to uh, build your net worth within this asset, right? So what I love to do is I like to day trade and scalp in the mornings and possibly even swing trade. And then I like to take a lot, of, a good portion of my profits from doing that and putting it right into other assets, long-term investments. So if you can make a good living off of like day trading and scalping, and you learn how to build that skill, instead of going out and spending that money on dumb stuff, I'd rather just put it into like other investments that's going to pay off in the long term. So that way when I'm old, I don't have to day trade and I have a large portfolio that I can just focus on long-term. Right. So the one thing to remember with day trading is you have to pay short-term gains tax. And there's quite a bit of tax when it comes to day trading. Um, this is something a lot of people that are just getting into it don't know. Can't, I don't really want to touch on the tax side of things. I, I would just say if you are making a lot of money with day trading and you haven't, say like you're just getting into it and you're already doing really well and you haven't talked to an accountant already, I highly recommend doing that um, because you have to learn about how much you have to put aside for taxes. So that way you don't get screwed at the end of the year, right? So, but at the end of the day, you pay yourself just as you would always as if it was like a normal business, right? Um, some months you're going to, you know, they're going to be great months. Some months you might lose money and some months you might just be mediocre. Right. So a lot of people, what they do is say they have a $25,000 account and that's what they day trade with. They'll pull out whatever the profits were at the end of the month. So say you grow it to 50 K you pull out 25,000 and put it into your bank account. Say you grow it to 35 K you pull out 10,000 and put it in your bank account. And this just allows you to start fresh every single month. And it's a really good headspace to kind of get into um, and you're like, all right, every month, that's a new start, right? Let's just make this month even better than the last month. Also, you're not risking that money that you now took out. That's off the table. That's in your bank account. That's now yours. So, Man, dude, you're a wizard. And that's, the, I mean, this is, this is phenomenal. I'm so happy you're coming on to our show to talk about this because, uh, oh, how old are you? 22? 21. You're 21 years old and you have put the time in to give like high quality advice and reasonable things for people similar to us. Cause that this is our, this is our market. We are a podcast of people in their early twenties, mid thirties, and people that are just trying to figure it out. And you are 
um, doing it every day and very relatable. And this is phenomenal. Like we could have had on like a big wig that has, you know, made millions off the stock market, but that's not going to give us tangible advice. It's not going to give us things that we feel like we can implement because they're so far removed. And that's what fires me up most about this podcast is we're bringing on people every day or week after week that are sitting in our shoes. And uh, Devin, kudos to you, man. Way to put in the work. Um, Appreciate it. And you've taken this knowledge and you've uh, started to create your own community around it, which I think is even more um, reason to give you mad props. You've started Six Floor Trading um, very recently, like at this turn of the calendar, uh, to help before really uh, stonks and crypto really like took over with GameStop and all this crap. <laughs> Um, where people are now just pounding advice. You were uh, like six weeks ahead of this, which is even cooler. Um, what was this process like? And um, where was, where did you draw the inspiration to start a community of people to help each other out and, and learn from uh, each other inside the stock market? Yeah, yeah. So like I said earlier, I've always been turned off by like the guru, like, you know, posting ads sitting on the, the roof of his Lamborghini, like with a handful of cash, right? Like I've always been very turned off by that. And essentially like what I want to do is create things that I wish existed, right? Like I want to go out and I want to find things that I wish existed and I want to go and create them. Like that's, that's what fires me up. And that's what I want to do my entire life. Um, and it was about May, it was May of 2020. And my friend Colton, I got to give a shout out to Colton. He, uh, he reached out to me and he's like, dude, you should start like a little, like a little chat room just for a few of us that trade in the stock market where we can kind of get together every morning, talk about what we're watching for the day, talk about what we're looking to invest in, give our reason, reasoning behind that investing um, or that investment and just kind of help each other out throughout this journey. And he's like, that'd be super cool. We can just have a few of us in there. He's like, I know two people. I'm like, I'm like, I know three people and we'll have like, you know, we'll have like a chat of like six people in here. Right. I'm like, that's perfect. So I start up like this little discord chat and there's like six or seven of us in it, like literally no one. And we traded every single day that summer together. Um, we just woke up every single morning we traded together, hopped in the boys chat, hung out. And it's it was a lot of fun to be honest, because it was friends of mine as people that are close to me as people, a lot, a lot of people live in Minneapolis. Um, and it was, it was fun to like hop in with these people and just like, talk about like nerd out about the stock market it's it's hard to find people that have that similar interest like it's crazy to see where the stock market is at now and it's like this cool thing because like even a year ago and especially four years ago when i got started it was not like a cool like, it was like pretty lame right um so it's cool to see where it's come for sure but like we traded every single day throughout that summer and it was a lot of fun and i'm like why don't i just open this up to my instagram just like see just like see who hops in i'm like well maybe get like five or ten people that kind of hop in here right and like it'll be fun and i'm like we'll just open it up so i basically like posted a story like who wants to hop who wants to hop in this chat like who wants to learn about the stock market and start investing um i started this a few months ago it's been fun and just looking for a few people who maybe have an interest in this or can they like grow a little community so i opened it up it wasn't even called six floor at this time it wasn't called any under my name or whatever and I opened it up and within like a day or a day and a half had like 110 people in there whoa whoa people are actually interested about this stuff and want to learn more about this so from there I'm like oh this could actually like maybe be something right like this is 
one of those ideas where I didn't, I didn't start it because I wanted to make money from it or I wanted to like do it really anything with it. I just started because me and like four friends wanted to talk about stocks every morning. Like it was super simple. Right. So when I opened it up and I saw how many people hopped in, I was like, Whoa, this could be something instantly closed the group down. I'm like, okay, let's just cap it at this. Let's see how it goes. I'm going to hire. So I instantly hit someone up to brand it, paid them to name it hit up a copywriter to start working on sales copy for emails, hit up Austin to start working on the website, all the backend development stuff, the payment processing, all that. And I'm like, let's create, let's create a brand out of this. Let's create a community out of this and let's make something like really dope. Right. So I promised everyone it would take a month. I'm like one month, we're going to launch this. I'm like, give us one month. I'm like, we're getting the branding. I, I paid people like more money to get things done faster. And I'm like, let's do this in a month. I'm like, we're going to make this happen month comes around we're not even close like we're not even close to launching like, like not keep in mind this is back in september this is back in september and i'm like and and into motion was like going crazy at this time like our best month ever was august second best month ever was september and our third best month ever was october so like crazy busy with that on top of everything so I was working my ass off to try to get this thing launched because everyone in the chat's like, when are you open it back up? My friends want to get in. My family wants to get in. Like, I know all these people I want to get in. Why is it going to open back up? And I'm like, soon. It's opening up back soon. Fast forward, we launched January 1st and it went crazy. Um, essentially what happened was I built a waiting list up until January 1st just through Instagram and the other platforms. I built this waiting list of people that wanted to be a part of it. And actually a crazy story. I'll tell it on the launch day. Um, it was New Year's Day and we had this waiting list and I had uh, my copywriter, Meg, shout out Meg. She's an amazing copywriter, um, write sales copy for my emails. And we had this big campaign plan for like this launch. And we, we also the week of Christmas, we spent an entire night filming a launch video that we weren't going to film until the day before. And I'm like, I feel like we need this. I'm like, for some reason, I like this gut feeling. I'm like, we need this. We need this video. We need a video to launch this thing. I wasn't even going to do one because we we're running long time. We whipped together this video and then launched it on January 1st. The email, I was in Arizona. I was in Scottsdale, Arizona for the New Year's weekend, um, just hanging low, hanging out with some friends and just to kind of get away for the launch. Woke up New Year's Day, went to the went to my email where all the applications roll in for the chat room. We, we have an application process to get people in. Um, that way we can just kind of like make sure everyone's invested into it and really wants to be a part of it. And I go to the, see how many applications we have. And there was like two and I was like, my heart sank. My heart sank. I was like, oh my gosh, this flopped. Like this whole sixth floor thing. I'm like, this thing just flopped. I'm like, what, what just happened here? Like, I thought I had this all hyped up. I, had, I thought I had like this amazing idea. I'm like, I wake up this morning. There's like two applications in. I'm like, what? And then I realized no one checks their email on New Year's Day. Everyone's hung over the night before. Like no one, everyone's like, Everyone's like sleeping in, like no one checks their email on New Year's Day. I was like, there's no point in that waiting list. Like <laughs> there's zero point in that. So I quickly was like, I need to post this video. I need to post this video because this thing's going to go crazy. And I put a lot of work into this video. We used a ton of like dope footage from like 
Wolf of Wall Street, The Big Short, like these crazy movies that everyone knows. And then we use our own footage that we filmed um, on Christmas, like a few days before, or it was like a day after Christmas. And we whipped together this video and I posted it at 10 a.m. that morning and it started going crazy. Like, I think within a, like within four or five, six hours, we had the, the Instagram page for Sixth Floor only had, you know, 80 followers on it. Within like six hours, I think 60 people reposted on their story and everyone is just sharing around everywhere, sending it to their friends, their family. And by the end of the day, I had over a hundred applications and um, people trying to get into the chat room. So went from two from the waiting list to over a hundred applications by the end of the day. And it was like, it was like, honestly, no better, no better feeling just seeing those roll in because like I, this is something I'm very passionate about and I want to build this community so when you see, you see something that you've been working at for so long, months and months on end and putting like everything you have into it, simply because you want to create a place for people to come together and work towards this similar goal. And then you see it like almost fail like that, your heart drops. So when I, when I posted the video and saw it start to work, I honestly started crying. I was like, this is crazy. This is crazy that this is working. It's finally coming together. Um, people are loving it. People are enjoying it and then and then on top of that see people come in and like join the community and then to see on top of that people making money and like seeing results and it just all comes on to me and I'm like wow this is like this is why I do this right like at the end of the day if you want to accelerate the growth or the process or of which you learn a new skill if you want to accelerate that process of learning a new skill you need to have a community to do it with because at the end of the day you learn the two ways you learn are from learning yourself and fucking up all on your own and like losing money or you learn from other people's mistakes. So with the community, we come together and if someone makes a mistake, we put in the chat Hey, I messed up on this trade. This is what went wrong. This is what, this is what I did wrong. This is what I should have looked out for. And then instead of me going to making that mistake on my own, I learned from that person's mistake and I put that towards my future trades. So we all come together with the same goal to be successful um, investors and traders and not only investors and traders, but also entrepreneurs in there. We have everyone in there is an entrepreneur. It's crazy. It blows my mind to see these people work out in there. Like they go so hard. It's, it's super inspiring, but to see these people get results just inspires me every single day. And to see the community actually form, like, I don't want to be the person at the top. That's like handing down information and like helping everyone make money. I want to create a safe place for people to come together and all see success together, right? Like if someone asks a question in the chat, before I can even get to it, there's five other people that answer the form. Like that, that's what a community is. A community isn't me like putting everything together for everyone. A community is everyone coming together and doing it together. So that's like the whole mission with Sixth Floor and that's what's been so fun about it. And it's honestly, it's been, it's been a blast. Love that, man. And I love that you start, you, you finished this hero's journey of uh, six floor with community. Um, Cause you know, we relate to that heavily as building this uh, community of back pocket for the last four years. And I think um, not only is it great to hear, you know, the feedback and the support, but the, the failures and the ups and downs that we all experience together. And I think there is something to be said uh, about that kind of tribal aspect and that like, in intuition and, tr and natural trust that kind of gets built. And it, there's nothing cooler than building uh, that those aspects through something that you just simply give a shit about. 
and something that you did off of the the whim of yourself uh, and your buddies uh, in a Discord chat in May. Um, I just think that's super cool, man. And I think that's the kind of stuff that's going to scale um, and really be important in the next 10, 20 years. Uh, and you, you hit it at the perfect time. I mean, it wasn't, there wasn't anything about, uh, about this story that we're uh, talking now, like, oh man, like you kind of, like you kind of got fucked over or whatever. It's like, no, you, you just went for a whim and the timing kind of just played in your hand. Like <laughs> the stock market could have crashed two days ago. And I still think the emotions around the community still would have been incredible. Um, so kudos to you, man. I think it's just uh, incredible. I know Andrew's got uh, all kinds of giddiness over there. He's trying to say something. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm in awe of how you went about the process from doing it with your friends and making like, it was a passion. It's been a passion of yours since you were 17 years old and you failed in it and you struggled with it, but you, and you gave up on it at one point, but then you came back to it. And then uh, you drew some friends around it that had similar stories and you, you, the four of you or however many it was, were seeing some success together and you decided to help other people and you invested your own money into creating this brand and trusted that the, the work behind the scenes is going to ultimately bring together the community uh, at whole. And then the, all the work gets put in and you launch it and you, and you realize, oh, wait, fuck, I, I'm, I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know if people are actually interested. They were, but now that it's actually a real thing, maybe it's too intimidating or whatnot. Um, you let the pieces fall into place. You're sitting here two months into the project and uh, of the official launch. And I follow you on Instagram all the time. I see the, the people winning, the people you, you screenshot and you post it on the Instagram stories. And all of my, fr like all the good friends are in it, like Kofi, uh, Brandon Polozuk, yep. uh, guys like that. Like these are my good friends and I'm seeing them win. You're helping these guys uh, scale. I just sent in my application like February second uh i don't know if you're taking someone who knows zilch about any of this uh very dumb brained when it comes to the stocks but <laughs> i am uh i'm blown away and i'm fired up for you dude you you made a name for yourself uh creating video with into motion and you don't settle you, your resilience and competitiveness has like you said you say that but rarely do people follow that up right it's those are buzzwords resiliency uh tenacity fucking grit uh, all that shit are buzz buzzwords, but you just walked us through a 10 minute story over the last six months of how you truly are a competitive motherfucker. And I love it, Devin. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not like hundred percent. I want to back it up to, I, I really appreciate all that. And I want to back it up. Like we'll get you into the chat. 100%. We'll get both, both of you in the chat and the chat is for everyone. We have people like, you'll see me post profits. We have a member that had a $9,000 day the other day. Like that's a big day, right? And then we have people that haven't even bought their first stock yet. Like, they're just interested in this stuff and they're ready to work hard. We just want people who are dedicated, ready to put in the work and they're willing to think long-term with it. We don't care where they're at in their journey, but those are the three traits that we want. And that's where we really look. Like you, you went through the application process and everything like that. Like we're just looking for people that fit those three characteristics because that's what we want in there and that's what six four is all about we're not looking for people that want a quick buck we want people that want to be wealthy when they're 80 or when they're 30 or depends what age you're at we want people that want to be wealthy in 10 years 
and they're, they're willing to put in the work now to see the results then. Love that. And I think uh, that's a, you know, speaking on that long-term aspects and then also kind of looking at it as a lens of through the lens of like the whole 40 hour work week, work till you're 59 and a half and retire. I feel like, um, I mean, we had famous Dave on this podcast two years ago and he said back then even uh, that that work, the 40 hour work week and retirement were industrial age concepts that won't be around anymore uh, going forward when we become those eight, that age. So this idea of um, the 401k and the Roth IRA and life insurance and all these long, long-term things where you just dump money into, they're great. And I love that uh, for the aspect of having wealth at the end of the end of the time. But how do you how do you evaluate your portfolio, or how do, how have you been attacking your portfolio portfolios, I should say, um, with the idea of hey, um, our our lifestyle and our and our work balance and how we think about using our money or when we should be using our money uh, is going to be changing or is co- already has changed um, in our current day. So how do I think? investing as a whole has changed over the yeah, past well i just yeah i how how are we supposed to look at that i mean like yeah we're talking about long-term growth but like we're also not talking about reti- like saving like investing all our money right now just for re- so that we could use it when we retire at 60 like i personally think about uh tim ferris's idea of the mini retirements and how he takes uh some mm-hmm. whenever he kind of vibes it out he talks about this in the in the four-hour work week and how there's a value to kind of using some of the assets that you have while you're still young and dumb or while you're still tenacious uh, as a 30 year old. So I would just like to see if you, if you had any inklings or have ever thought about that kind of stuff uh, in the lens through uh, your investing. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's a, that's a really good question because at the end of the day, like it is important that we, take our money and we invest it and we put it into assets and put in things that are going to grow, but we're young. We need to live a little bit as well. We need to celebrate the wins. We need to go out and we need to spend some of these rewards. Like we need to spend this money that we put all the hard work in for. So knowing when to do that, that's really up to each individual. And I think it's different for each individual. Um, for me though, like I think the thing is with investing is it becomes addicting, like to put your money aside and to like go look at your portfolio at the end of the day and see that you did absolutely nothing to that portfolio, but you made whatever it is, thousand bucks, 500 bucks, a hundred bucks, whatever it is, addicting because you're like, oh, I used to have to work at my job all day just to make that. And this portfolio just grew that on its own. So what happens to our minds when we do that is whenever we go out and we're buying something and maybe we're looking at this buying decision. We're like, this might not be the best decision. Our mind instantly goes towards what if I put that in the stock market? What if I, what if I invested that and grew that over time? Um, and that feeling becomes addicting of being able to make money with money. But at the end of the day, we have to reward ourselves. And I think the best way to do this, I love the idea of mini retirements, but what if we did mini retirements for certain milestones, right? So what if you're like, all right, I'm going to start trading I'm going to start with $10,000 when I can grow this account to whatever it is, set a number 40 K and I can grow this account to $40,000. I'm going to take a mini retirement for a few months. Like that's the celebration, right? Like I like that aspect Mm -hmm. with every, every part of your life that can be used with every part of your life. If you have a business, if you're investing or trading or whatever you're doing, 
set these milestones and have that be the reward because that's what's going to drive you to want to achieve that. Um, also, uh, I think when it comes to investing, what's changed a lot these days is people are more risky and people are really just, I think people have become a, really good at taking advantage of the opportunities that are in front of us, the big opportunities, the big wins. And there's something crazy happening in the market at all times. And as long as you pay attention, you can take advantage of it. If you're paying attention to what's happening, if you're hearing what people are talking about it, if you're just paying attention, just watch it. Just go on Twitter and follow people that watch stocks. What are they watching? The past, this, this past week, it's been weed stocks, right? Everyone's talking about it. Like, as long as you pay attention, you can take advantage of the opportunity. And our chat caught a 300% play this week on uh, SNDL. It's a weed stock. And all that came from was just paying attention and taking advantage of the opportunity. Another big one is crypto, right? Just pay attention to what other people are watching and pay attention to what's happening within the market and then take action on a plan and it'll pay off in the long run. But you can't catch these plays if you're not actually paying attention. There's always opportunities out there. Every single week, there's new opportunities. You just have to watch for them. Right. And I think uh, that was my uh, initial issue with get, getting into the game and where it kind of became a casino type thing was I was only paying attention when I wanted to. And I wasn't really valuing the fact that like I had to watch this stock if I was going to invest in these highly volatile markets. Um, so that would be one thing I would suggest to anyone or a big learning lesson for me that I'd throw in the chats if I was in the Discord chat would be like uh, exactly echoing what you're saying, like back it up with action. Um, if you're gonna if you're gonna invest in a risky volatile stock, you better be watching it uh, if you don't want to lose money. And I think that's where um, I personally uh, at this point in time, it's like, do I even want to invest in the stock market right now? Because I have so many other different things I'm focused on. Um, so maybe I just invest in, in companies and things that are just not really going to change that much. I'll invest in Amazon, I'll invest in Tesla, or I'll invest in all these different ones that I'm confident in that'll stay a lot around. And that's okay because guess, guess what? At the end of the day, this is a long-term play. This is not a, this is, uh, this is not the short-term short win type thing. So I, I guess what I'm voicing is the fact that there is a different approach, uh, for everybody. And there's a different mindset mm -hmm. and it all kind of varies on your lifestyle, your wants, your needs, and what you give a shit about. Yeah, no, I like that. I want to talk about that a little bit as well is because one thing people come to me with all the time is they don't have the time to invest, right? If you have zero time, say you have zero time to invest your money, literally zero. Here's what I ask you to do. Set up a brokerage account and put any extra money you have into a S&P 500 index fund that follows the market. Easy as that, never look at it. Never look at it, it'll always go up. It follows the S&P 500. A great one is SPY. It'll average seven to 8% a year. Some years it'll do 30, like these recent years where it's gone crazy. Some years it'll be a little red, some years it'll be smaller gains. But at the end of the year, it'll always go up. So there's zero excuse to not invest. It's taking the time to find what style of investing matches your lifestyle. So like figure out how much time you have every day, figure out what times of the day you're going to be able to look at the market. And if you have zero time at all, set it up where it automatically funds your account and buys into an S&P 500 index that's going to grow over time because banks give you shitty interest. They don't give you good interest at all. They give you what 0.0 whatever percent, basically nothing, right? So 
take that money that's sitting in your bank account doing nothing but collecting dust, especially when there's money being printed out of thin air now and inflation's about to hit, like take that money and invest it so it doesn't lose its value. It's gonna lose its value. Money has consistently lost its value forever. The US dollar has continued to lose its value forever. So take that extra money and put it into an, an S&P 500 index fund. I ask you all to do that. If you're sitting on a lot of cash, I highly recommend doing that and just not looking at it. That's the safest way to do it. But I'm a huge fan of like imagining the life you want to live and then building backwards from there and then doing the steps you need to get there. And I think that needs to be the same with investing. Yeah, I feel that. And I mean, it goes from investing your money to investing in your life. Like I'm just looking at what you're doing right now. You have two different opportunities where you're building a community um, based around the stock market and the, the thing you love a ton. And then you have your own business that you've grown um, since you were in high school. Um, I mean, you're investing in yourself and now you're sitting here in Tulum as we talk to you with your with your roommate and a couple buddies and you're able to just like breathe and realize, hey, I'm fucking accomplishing a lot of things right now and I have and it's okay if next week some some crazy shit happens because I'll figure it out and you'll move through it. Um, I'm really stoked that we've had the, the opportunity to sit down here, Devin, because the the only time we've had that the, the meeting was in passing after walking out of Austin's podcast. And I follow you on Instagram and I see what you're up to, but hearing uh, your story and uh, hearing the vibrancy of all of what you're after is uh, it's inspiring. And uh, you're sitting here at 21 years old. My younger brother's 21 years old. Uh, Declan's younger brother's 20 years old. Like we're, you're, and I'm like, fuck, dude. What what am I doing with my life? Type of thing. But we're all here just getting after it. Uh, late on a Thursday night, um, unpacking what it's like. We all have different starting points too. Yes, coming from different starting Absolutely. points. Exactly. Um, and I want to transition to the back end of our show a little bit and ask you our million dollar question. So through this out, this whole journey and of figuring out what's in front of you, adjusting as necessary, you failed at times and you've learned what has been an average quality of yours. What is something that you've struggled with at times to, um, and overcome? And at the end of the day, it's an average quality that you're trying to improve at a little bit each day. Yeah, I would say my average quality is definitely listening. Um, I, I really enjoy just sitting down with people and learning from them and listening to their stories, to things they've experienced. It's like a lot of my friends, they're much older than me. They're mid thirties to forties to mid fifties or mid forties. Like they're, they're much older than me. A lot of them are double my age. And these guys have crazy stories and they've experienced way more than I have. And I love to just sit down with people and listen to the different things they've experienced within their life, because you can really pull a lot from that. I'm only 21. I have not experienced much within my life. I'm, I'm super young yet. I have way more to experience down the road, way more to learn and all that stuff. So I love just sitting down with people and learning from them and listening to things that they're that listening to different stories they have to tell, whether it's an Uber driver or whether it's, whether it's a millionaire investor, dude, like, you know what I mean? Like either way, I think, I think we can learn something from every conversation we have. Um, and I think there's a lot of power in listening though. I think that's definitely a skill set of mine. I, I do try to get better at it every single day because at the end of the day, we, a lot of us unconsciously, unconsciously within our minds, we're thinking about what we're going to say next in many cases, right? Like 
we're listening to the person, but we're also thinking about what can I say next? And I want to say, I want to say this. I want to say this. I want to say this. But how about we just like take all, take all of it in. Let's listen to them. Let's truly listen to them. And then let's talk, right? Like then, then we can say what we need to say. Um, but I think there's a lot of power in that. And I think it's important as well when we do listen to people, if they are giving us advice, if it is someone who's older and wiser, that we take that and we put it into action or else we're going to end up making that mistake on our own. So take the, become a master at listening and pull what you want from it, but then put that into action. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And I would add on to not only pull it and use it, put it to action, but put it into context of your own life. I think one thing that I noticed uh, or one of our podcast guests before he said, you know, advice is great, but understand where it's coming from. Uh, David Meltzer actually said this. He said like, hey, look, uh, uh, my advice comes from my experiences, my wins and my losses, your wins and your losses and your experiences are totally different. Uh, so take it with a grain of salt. How do you take it with a grain of salt? How do you contextualize it? You do exactly what you're saying. You, you listen, you, you really hear what they have to say and really understand what he's really getting at. It's not, oh, don't buy this specific stock or, oh, don't uh, do this with your life because it'll fuck you up. It's like, no, why did it go wrong? Or what was really the crux of what you're saying? And how can I apply that and then put it to action? So I love what you're saying, man. I think you're you're totally spot on with that. And I really love the thoughtfulness behind the average quality. Um, and it, it just, it, it, it fires me out, man. hundred <laughs> percent. I love it. I love it. Yeah. We're sitting here too, as podcasters and you know, the art of our game is listening to what you're saying and trying to think of what we should say next. And I catch myself a million times like thinking, Oh wait, what did he just say? Uh, because I'm, I, I thought of a question that I want to ask, but I want you to finish your point. And, you know, it's, it's an always practicing art. Uh, you, you read it everywhere, listening. Uh, I mean, that is the stone age. That's how messages got passed. Uh, word of mouth, uh, listening. And if someone's listening right and they pass the wrong message along, everyone's fucked. Um, so truly appreciate mm -hmm. that uh, response, Devin. Um, and then I guess another question we have that's a crux of ours, a core of ours to help us grow our own brand is vibing off of who, of your community. Um, and, and we're looking for you to challenge us to have someone else on our show that you think would vibe with what we're saying or would push us to a new extreme or someone that would be a good friend and you th think would have uh, just enjoy the conversation that we uphold. Yeah, so one person I think would be super cool for you guys to have on um, is actually a member slash like leader within my community at Sixth Floor. His name's Zach. Um, and he manages all of our long-term investment side of things and all the mentorship on that side of things. And this dude is a total like crusher. This dude absolutely kills it. And he's got a really cool story as well. He's someone that built up his career as an investor or trader and built it up very well, but it all came crashing down. Um, and he learned of that. And then he re recently started Scratch this year with a $2,000 account and now has grown it in well less than a year, over $30,000, which is crazy percentage gain if you think about it, all with long-term investment stuff. So he's someone I think would be super interesting to have on the podcast to continue the conversation around the stock market and investing because people are looking for places to learn for that right now. And I think he could bring a whole different viewpoint than what it is I brought to the table. Um on the more long-term side of things. So love that, man. Uh, definitely. What's his last name? Zach, what? 
I don't know how to say his last name. I'll I'll send you his page oh, yeah. and uh, contact Perfect. info though if you want to connect with him. Yeah. You and me both, Devin. I struggle with last names, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's hard, man. So many to remember. <laughs> yeah, Devin. Uh, do um, people who wear these hats uh, do, are they good at stocks? Is this a good look for someone who's trying to make some money in the market? Yeah, I think if you fitted that with like a fleece Patagonia vest, um, you'd be ready to go. And I think you'd be on your way to be a billionaire, multi-billionaire hedge fund manager. Um, that pair with being in 6'4", you'd be set. That's all you need, man. That's all you need. Uh, my guy, I think, yeah, I think we just need a little bit of a physical appearance and personality. And, I, and I'm here to bring that. So uh, if you're happy to have me, bit. I'm willing to join. We'll, we'll get you in, man. I'll get you in tomorrow. I'll get you guys early access, 100%. <laughs> Love it, man. Um, well, thank you so much for spending uh, this time with us. I know, I think we texted you like, hey, can you hop on for 20, 30 minutes? I know we were actually, like, honestly, we were initially intending to only go for 20, 30 minutes. Um, Andrew can back me up on that. But, like, this felt like we were in the studio again, uh, sitting on the floral chairs, like what Andrew's got going on. And I think um, – even with a little bit of spotty Wi-Fi, uh, we still figured it out. And it was, this was a really fun eye-opening experience, man. I think uh, you're, you're an awesome kid. You're an awesome speaker. You really know how to articulate your thoughts. You've got a hell of a story. Um, and I, I'm kind of excited for uh, us to join the community and see where we go from here, man. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And I, I just want to, yeah, thank you guys for inviting me on and stuff. I'm a huge fan of everything I you guys do and all of your podcasts and who you have on, especially in the community of Minneapolis. Um, it's cool to give people a voice to kind of hop on and share what it is they're all about. Um, I also want to thank a few people as well. I want to thank Austin, Meg, um, Zach, and, uh, and Marissa for helping me with the 6-4 launch and getting all of that up, as well as everyone that's supported from the beginning. Also, Colton and Joy and Ryan. I need to thank those guys too, but yeah, I, I really appreciate you guys having me on. It's been it's been fun. I love this stuff. I love just having good conversations, you know. Amen to that, Devin. Uh, enjoy the rest of your time in Tulum, and when you get back to Minneapolis, let's grab the, let's grab a beer too. Let's do it. Let's do it. Sounds good. Sweet. Love having you on, brother. Perfect. Appreciate it, guys. What's up, dude? Oh man, I am lost, but I'm also fired up because I mean, he pounded us with some great advice and at the end he hammered it with, he ended it with uh, the listening aspect and I'm like, oh man, I totally botched the listening because when you, well, when you, when you get into stocks and stuff like that, my head, it gives ADD and I start thinking of like what I need to be doing right now or what I'm not doing. And then I'm just thinking about all these things. And he's going through this advice and then he, and then I'm like, Oh fuck, I'm not listening. And then, I, and then I jump back in and I, and then he's finishing his point. So I'm able to like carry the conversation, but I lose the substance. So I'll have to listen to this shit back. Um, yeah. I'm just happy was, to be a part of six, four trading. Yeah. Happy to be a part of it in every regard, but like, dude, that's why we record these so we can listen back and then have the thoughts. Like that, that's the whole impetus of like, listening back and, and recording it to begin with so right right dude, hey, hey guess what dude you're an idiot <laughs> <laughs> no but honestly that was super fun i i know i alluded to it kind of at the end of the podcast but like um that felt like a back pocket podcast again all of a sudden 
Right. That that was that felt like OG back pocket podcast with like Brendan Bliss and like uh who was our man's uh trainer down in Florida that was J Rob's friend? Uh Key and Loggy. Key and Loggy, you know, shit like that where we're doing our best to um, you know, appreciate that there's a lag, nothing we can do about it, but also we want to make them feel like they're in the studio. Uh and that that was that was that. Uh, I'm just happy to have an in-depth conversation again. We ran through three weeks of call-ins and it's high energy, high paced, good content because you're getting to substance right away. But also hearing someone's story from their come up like Devin at 17 to only four years later to see what he's done. Um, I'm just happy to now have him inside our circle a little bit closer because he's one of those guys that you look down 20 years the line. He's uh, he's gonna be a big name. He's, he's kind of the Tesla of 21 year olds. I think we could, uh, we can go ahead and say that, uh, and really throw that out there. Can't wait to post this video and not in, in a mere five years and just be like, yeah, that was him. You know, we had him on the podcast. Um, but yeah, I think even touching more into the podcast itself, like it was so it flowed super well. Kid was so freaking good at talking and stuff, but like at the same time, like the, the lifeline is the Wi-Fi. obviously, like as long as we can fucking hear the guy and like somewhat see the guy, like the sky is kind of the limit. And I also think like the intentionality too, like how we kind of knew him going in, he's from Minneapolis. Like there's a lot of different aspects that like really played into um, why it was so good. Um, Cause you mentioned like the Brennan bliss, who's like uh, he, at the time he was an 18 year old kid from Texas, like never heard or met a kid in, in our lives. Right. But like Devin, we knew about, uh, and he knew about us. And I think that might be something we pay attention to going forward is like, let's, you know, reach into those, uh, kind of get those like marketing interns basically back on the show, people who know about us in the slightest, uh, and have something to say. And we have, and we are curious in what they have to say. Right. I mean, we came in here with genuine intention to learn about stocks. And I think we got, uh, some pretty good headway and we presented it exactly how our, how I feel our brand would do it. Like if you're an idiot from the face of the earth, who's never heard about it. Like, I think this, this had a lot of relatability to get started to understand what it's all about. Right. If you're an idiot that has no idea what stocks are, go to the S and P. That's what I learned. Get 7% return on average to the end of time. Yeah. And you're going to find me all over the S and P and I'm going to be flexing that shit daily daily in that hat too man looking good doing it i'm looking like a snack in this thing dude see this this is my right here this is my luck charm all right I haven't lost a dime with this hat on undefeated with that hat on they call me decky diamonds when i'm wearing this shit diamond hands baby oh it's miraculous dude all right um the back end show should we just kind of do like an old format or how do you want to close uh, out this episode i mean we're still all recording on all fronts right so i feel like this is kind of the back end show i also feel like we uh we're 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 in the meat of the back end show already is what i'm saying right and i'm transitioning to how to we whatever close it out right okay correct um i don't think we need to take much more time uh because our interview did go an hour i think uh <laughs> i think we tried to force a, an old format and then and then we basically looked into our instincts of being podcasters and being like curious. And there's no way you can have a 30 minute podcast with you and I it's just not possible. Just not possible. We just asked too many questions. And then when you got a guy like Devin who has a fucking story, um, all you have to do is sit back and listen and you just want to continue to like yeah. ask another question and let him roll. 
Yeah, who am I to who am I to cut him short? You know, I, that that's a criminal offense in my book. Right. If if we were sitting in the studio, actually, that would have been two and a half hours. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And uh, I think, yeah, I think I don't know. I uh, in terms of the back and shot, I mean, what it, what what kind of things you want to talk about, dude? <laughs> I got I really got nothing. I didn't know if you wanted to finish. <laughs> I don't know if you want to finish with. Uh, Something it's something you had in your sleeve, you know. Decky fucking roll up his sleeves, and we got this comedy segment or something. I don't know. No, I but I think uh, just us genuinely talking about how the episode went is kind of a fun little twist on the back end show, and I think that's kind of where we land. Uh, and uh, you know, my comedy twist was me, uh, Decky Diamonds, and having my my this top hat. Which I, what is the name of this top hat? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. It's a Peaky Blinder hat. You're looking like. Uh... Peaky blinder, dude. By order of the peaky fucking blinders. Yeah. Look, it's my peaky blinder hat. That's what it's called. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, I think uh I think we gotta keep doing shit like this. Uh I, I like the idea. I, it's it's kind of fun these last like six weeks, I feel like, where we're kind of just playing with what make like what kind of outcomes or what kind of podcasts we enjoy recording. Um, so just keeping this up. Uh, it's just been a blast. So I would just say for anyone who made it to the back end show and gets to hear our genuine reflections on it, like, thanks for being with us. We love you guys. Um, and uh, we don't even know what we're going to do next week. I, I'm excited to figure that out. Yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about this after uh, <laughs> we definitely got a plan out next Thursday. Uh, and, you know, I do want to say Declan today is the, for the people listening as it was released today is, Tuesday, February 16th, 2021. Decky's 25. This is your birthday song. It isn't very long. Hey, happy birthday, brother. Thank you, man. I, I appreciate it. I've officially entered the quarter life crisis um, after having my Jordan year and then having my Champ Bailey year. I'm now 25 and it is my Reggie Bush uh, uh, on the Saints year. And I'm excited to take it on full steam. Uh, I'm going to be making all sorts of good decisions with my life. As I understand, I am probably a quarter through it. Um, and, you know, I couldn't be happier. You know, I don't have any, uh, I have no qualms with my life. I have no issues with the things I'm doing in my life. And I am uh, living motivated within the uncomfortable sphere in which I reside. Fuck yeah, baby. Can't complain. So uh, I, I appreciate the, the thoughts and wishes and uh, appreciate anybody else who reaches out um, with uh, with birthday wishes. Birth, the, it's always super fun to just get super uh, fun texts from uh, random people you haven't caught up with in forever. Uh, wishing wishing you happy birthday. So it's really not about the age. It's about the experience every year that I get once a year. So couldn't be happier, bro. Cheers to that. Um, I wish I could be there with you but I might be planning a trip out for St. Patty's day so that we can yeah. hit the links and, uh, and celebrate accordingly. Yeah. And Hey, people forget, uh, your birthday is right around the corner when you get here. Exactly, dude. A little two for one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll, we'll probably call it at that, man. Uh, that was a hell of a podcast. Devin freaking rocks. If you want to go follow him, uh, six floor trading, it's on Instagram. We'll tag it in the bio here. It'll be hyperlinked on the show notes. Um, Lauren does, Lauren does a phenomenal job with that. And then, uh, the date night podcast, if you want to sign up or get nominated, the link is in the show notes for that as well. We're just trying to really push that hard right now as we launch, uh, and we just need to drive awareness, continue to drive the awareness. So, um, 
yeah, that's really all I got. I freaking love you guys. Andrew, you got anything else for us? That's everything, man. Uh, date night podcast. I'm fired up about it. Next bachelor here in Minneapolis. It is buzzing. That's the best part. Like people are talking about it and there's always a wide eye smile. Like, holy shit. Like this is a show. This is a performance. Uh, so get on that link in the show notes. And, uh, if there's any qualms, any curiosity, any, uh, thing that's going on with the back pocket that you're like, boys, you need to lock in here, boys. Um, this is what's happening. You're missing out on this opportunity. Uh, slide in the DMS, uh, let us know. And, uh, also if we're doing a good job, leave us a five-star review on uh, Apple podcast because we're trying to hit that 200 mark and we've been, you know, just floating around it for too long. I think we need to start some sort of competition taking a little bit from Devin is like how many, uh, how many creative ways can we bring up in the podcast that, uh, we should get a five-star review. I think if we started doing that to some degree, uh, within our, within the next couple podcasts, we just make that a, a staple of what we do going forward. I think that would only help road to 200. We need it. road to 200. We love you guys. Take care. Take care. Seeing double. Tell the whole squad out the back door, man. I think it's time to huddle. Yeah. We're in trouble. Wrote a pop song, tried to pop off, but I think we popped the bubble. And we run around, but now I know we're tired of the nonsense. All the things we can't control. Really, really messes with a healthy mindset. All we Coverage. Had it mapped out, but you spaced out, man, you didn't see it coming yeah. Hold my luggage About to fly up, holding my cup, looking down and seeing nothing And we run around, but now I know we're tired Of the nonsense, all the things we can't control Really, really messes with a healthy mindset Are we Play the pop games, said you never, never would change, but I don't believe you. No, I don't. So you wanna play the pop games, said it always.